Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, you're going to hear what you absolutely need to know as a runner from a personal injury attorney named Chaz Roberts. Chaz is someone that I met outside of a Dunkin' Donuts uh, after the New York City Marathon when we were all zombies walking about, who knows, a mile or so after the finish line, just trying to find any place to settle down. And uh, we connected, we hit it off, and here we are. So hope you enjoy this episode and find it super helpful as we dive into all the things you need to know from uh, an insurance standpoint and uh, some safety tips that he gives. So here it goes. Here's Chaz. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Chaz, how's it going? Thanks for joining. Man, I'm pumped up to be here. Thanks for having me, Harrison. How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm great. This has been a long time coming since uh, since we met that fateful day at New York City Marathon, both struggling after uh, after a difficult day at the um, at the Dunkin Donuts outside of Central Park. Yeah, man, it was probably it's one of the best days of my life, but certainly uh, one of the most trying times as well. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Everyone I talked to about that day says that it was just a really tough day, tough race. And I I really struggled. Uh, it sounds like you did, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm in southwest Louisiana, so we're used to humidity and heat, but we're not used to the elevation. So, uh, I mean, yeah. you couldn't have picked worse conditions to run uh, the New York Marathon. It was 70 three seventy four degrees humid rainy uh it was just it was not ideal but it was still a lot of fun yeah for sure all the sights and whatnot well it, it you know what's crazy is um life has a funny way of working things out i i've never been to louisiana in my entire life and i just had a guest on the podcast named andrew smith we just dropped the episode and 
he was from uh, Louisiana, and then now I'm talking to you, and you're also from Louisiana, and I'm going there on a on a business trip on Monday. Maybe we should have saved this podcast. What part of Louisiana are you from? Not only I listen to the podcast. Not only is he from Louisiana, but he's from Lafayette, Louisiana, which is where I live. Oh, that's funny. So, <laughs> so you you live there to this day, or you're kind of in that area? No, I, I live here. I practice here. I, I practice law here in Lafayette, and um, I'm from a very small town, probably 20 minutes outside of here. So uh, I went to LSU. Went to LSU Law which is in Baton Rouge, about an hour away. And then I, uh, I came back to practice. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, um, so, I mean, there's so much to dive into and I want to get right into it. Cause I know the listeners are going to get a ton of value out of the, the, the law piece that you're going to bring to this. Um, but you know, we got to leave a little bit of a cliffhanger. We can't just give it to them all, all up front. <laughs> um, so tell me about your running journey, you know, why you started running marathons and, and um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, probably about six, seven years ago, I ran a couple half marathons and um, I trained through Hal Higdon's app. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. Didn't really run much after that. And then one day I was on Facebook and I saw two of my good buddies from high school, uh, Jed and Iz, run a full marathon. And I was impressed and inspired and so i called them up and i said hey man can i start running with you guys and said sure this was right before covid and uh which was perfect because the gyms were closed and so i had something to do and uh i thought at the time no way in hell can i run a full marathon and uh i joined the wolf pack we call ourselves the wolf pack and we just started running run uh only on sundays at the time and uh, we started at six miles, seven, eight, 10, 12, 14. Before you know it, I signed up for a race and um, I've run five marathons since. So wow. it's, been, it's been quite the journey. What I didn't expect is um, those Sunday runs to be therapy sessions, to be a great workout, uh, to lead me all the way to New York. And then now Chicago and Berlin. I didn't expect any of that. I just started running. Yeah. You've, you're going to, you're going to check off three of the world majors here shortly. When do you run? Uh, so Chicago's in October and then Berlin is what shortly after that? Uh, Chicago, I believe is at, is in October. Uh, Berlin is two weeks before in September. Oh, before. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I, I didn't, I didn't expect it. Um, I applied to the lottery in both and won lotteries in both. And I have not won anything in my entire life. So that was, <laughs> Completely unexpected. So how did you get into New York City? I went through a charity. Um, okay. I, and and uh, the charity that I went through, Run for Kids, I can't say enough good things about them. Uh, it, I think it's the biggest charity. I think they have the most spots. Um, but there's a VIP tent area, private transportation. Um, there's, a, there's a staging area at the end of the race. I didn't make it there. But... Uh, it's there's a lot of cool perks that come with that charity and um i couldn't i couldn't be happier i mean a couple people have asked me and i I always send them to run for kids it's really cool deal oh nice Um, what was what was interesting is when i when we showed up so that morning you i took a, a private car to a ferry 
I don't know if people realize like the logistics that are involved in New York Marathon, but it's quite the undertaking. I took a private car to a ferry, to a bus, to a walking area, to a staging area. I mean, wow. it's a it's a long morning. You you remember that? I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, what did I think we started at what four in the morning? Yeah. Three, three four Crazy. in the morning. Yeah. And, and then and you I, don't start until nine or ten or whenever it was. Yeah, and most runners like like myself, and I'm sure you too, you probably run earlier than that, six, seven a.m. Yes, at the latest. Um, but what was what was interesting is I get to this tent, and it's you know just lines and lines of porta potties. There's tents with food, and it's it's there's heaters and all kinds of perks. And I'm like, hey, all these message boards I've been reading talk about how. You know, it's it's difficult before because of the people and the limited bathrooms. This is great. I feel yeah. like I'm at a private event. And then we started walking to the to the actual starting line. And then there it looked like Woodstock. There was thousands and thousands of people. I was like, oh, I see. I was in a private area. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. So tell me about tell me about how running has helped you. Uh, I guess in your life and your career. Like on, on 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 a daily basis, what has it meant to you? Physical, lost twenty pounds. Physical, lost the urge to drink alcohol. Wow. Um, mental, um, I figure out case case problems I have. I figure out life problems I have. I get with my buddies with the Wolf Pack, and we we have therapy sessions on two hour runs, and we we work out little issues. And it's it's uh it's all confidential, right? What happens on the run stays on the run. Um, it's you know waking up at five a.m. and getting something done before people are even up. There's something to that, right? And you feel very very accomplished. And to do hard things when you when you put yourself through a marathon or these long runs. When you accomplish hard things, it opens your mind up to the possibility that you can do anything. As cheesy as that sounds, mm-hmm. it's true, man. I, I had an idea that it, it, would, it would help me physically and mentally. What I didn't expect was that I would inspire my kids to do mm-hmm. hard things. So my kids see me coming in without a shirt on after a 20-mile run. And, I, and they ask me questions. My kids come out to the races and see me cross the finish line, and it inspires them. They're only six and eight, Jake and Luke. Um, my kids come on vacation to New York City for five days and watch me cross the finish line in Central Park. Coming where I come from, people just don't do that. Yeah. And so it changes – the mindset and the outlook of what is possible for my kids. I'm sorry I'm on a rant, but I'm very passionate about that. Yeah, I think that's great. Are they going to go with you to Chicago and then Berlin? They're definitely coming to Chicago. We've already booked the booked the uh, hotel and some events there. Berlin is a little bit um, more difficult logistically. They're yeah. in school. And it would be, you know, I want to get my money's worth if I'm flying all the way to Berlin. So I want to, I want to stay for, you know, at least a week. And so my wife and I are going and we're going to leave the kids with the sitter. Well, that's awesome. I, I met your wife and kids. I think, I think they were out at that, um, 
Dunkin' Donuts after after New York City. Um, Absolutely. People are probably wondering, what's with this Dunkin' Donuts? Well, after the New York City Marathon, it is like you ran the marathon, but then there's a second marathon trying to get out of the place. Yes. And you're like, where do I go? You can't just call an Uber from Central Park. It's all closed down. You can't just have someone pick you up. It's it's. I mean, you're on an island, so um, you literally have to walk another mile to get somewhere to get you know, an Uber or whatever you need to do. And so, um, we'd kind of settled there. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a, uh, it's a, it looks like a line of zombies in, in oh. uh, blue ponchos walking out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's dead tired. And, uh, and Dunkin' Donuts, I think we're on 77th street and it's right near the museum. There's a Dunkin' Donuts and a and a uh, famous cookie place, and we're just yeah. hanging out on the patio, kind of recouping or trying to find our soul, put it back in our bodies, right? Yeah. And that speaks to how challenging it was because I had no interest in Levain Cookies, which was right next door, uh, which is normally my go-to. I my wife called me and I said, I literally, I can't even talk to anyone. I I can't even uh, see you guys right now. I love you. Thank you for coming, but like I can't coordinate this. I'm just going to find the closest place to sit down and call an Uber. <laughs> and I had a, I had a smash burger or something like that waiting for me. Uh, when you, when you order Uber, it pops up on the screen and says like, Hey, would you like food as well? And I'm like, yes, please. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I feel that man. I I had zero appetite after that run. I, I remember yeah. that I couldn't eat. I probably ate at something like nine, 10 o'clock that night. Oh, but, wow. uh, funny story. When I left you, um, our hotel was right down the street at the art house. So I, I just blindly picked the art house and it happened to be right, I guess, perpendicular to the finish line. So I guessed right. And um, we, <laughs> I, get, I get to my hotel room, take a shower. And my son says, dad, you promised us that we would go to Legoland. Oh no. And I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> and he said, a, pro- a deal is a deal, Dad, because that's what I always tell them. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in an Uber going to Rockefeller Center. Oh, no. And, and I spent two hours in Legoland, and I had no soul in my body. Yeah. The pictures are hilarious. Like, you could just – I'm trying to put on a good face, but I just have nothing left. Yeah. Well, there's something to be learned from this. And, and, and look, after every marathon I've run – because this – New York city was my fourth. And after every marathon I've run, I've been sore for what seems like a week afterwards. And after New York, I was really only sore for about a day. And I think it's because, and and I could be wrong here, but all the walking you had to do right after, and then you're in New York. So you can't just get anywhere by car. You get, you got to walk everywhere. And I think just kind of getting out and moving rather than laying on the couch for a week straight, you know, really, really helped. Um, cause I, I remember being shocked, you know, two days after the race, I'm like up on my feet, good to go. Good as new. So I don't know if you had a similar experience. Did you, did you stay in New York the next day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were there kind of like you a whole week. So we made a vacation out of it. Ah, uh, that was probably the better move. I, I boarded a plane at nine o'clock the next morning. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it was rough yeah and uh and we were not in first class or business class we were in the back of the plane sure so sure. so it was yeah. it was pretty rough we um but i remember talking to you on the patio and we were you were telling me some of your previous times and i was like man that's not 
you, if you're a, if a crummy marathon, I, I must be, I, I, we got to find a, a word worse than that for me. Cause my time's are nowhere near yours. <laughs> no, I, I, I've done, I I'm really proud of my fastest time, but, um, it, it took a lot of training and coaching to get there and, and I'm determined someday to qualify for Boston, but we'll see. Um, coaching is where it's at, man. I, I, this was the first marathon that I actually had coaching with a, with a plan because I, like, like I mentioned earlier, I only would run on Sundays, but yeah. this time I, I, I added a second and a third run during the week, a speed run and like a, a like a Thursday, just five or six mile easy run. Yeah. And it made a big difference for sure. Definitely. Well, let's let's jump into the piece that I think I think people are going to want to hear. So you're a, you're an attorney by profession. Um, I don't want to intro you and butcher it. I uh, I spend enough time with attorneys. A bunch of my good friends are. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, well, they both actually, funny enough, happen to be uh, criminal defense attorneys. Um, but you're in a whole different. Uh, I said a bunch of my friends. I, I really mean two. Um, that tells you how many friends I actually have. Um, but, uh, you're in a whole different field. You're in, um, personal injury, the injury. Yep. 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 So, uh, you're one of those guys that when we flip on the TV, you're there, call me, you know, so I can get you a better settlement or I'm just kidding. That's probably not you, but tell us about what you do and your expertise. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, um, I guess bad stereotypes associated with what I, what I do. Um, I'm the guy that doesn't even have a sign in the road. So I'm word of mouth only, but look, people, people get hurt in wrecks um, and, and from the fault of the others and they need representation because insurance companies are not in the business of giving money away to people. In fact, they hold on to the purse strings quite tightly so uh, when people are hurt, they give me a call and, and I'll fight for them. So that's what a personal injury attorney does. We help people. And um, the, the interesting thing in, in running and in, in dealing with a lot of people that are training for Ironman is I come across people who are injured by cars uh, while they're running or while they're cycling. And, um, I've had a few close calls. I don't know about you, but if you've done it early in the morning and, and in the wrong area, um, some cars just don't pay attention and, oh, yeah. and pull out in front of you and, and hit you. And, and when, when a car collides with a person or a car collides with a, a bike, there's bad things that happen. And, um, what's interesting, what most people don't realize is your, your auto policy, your auto insurance policy has some coverage that will cover you if you're injured by a car and that's called uninsured motorist coverage. And so I tell everyone that it's optional. It's not mandatory. Um, you, it's mandatory that you have liability coverage in most States. It's not mandatory that you have uninsured motorist coverage. So I recommend everyone call your uh, insurance agent and add uninsured motorist uh, coverage to your policy if you do a lot of running and cycling. Or actually, it's just good to have all the time because there's sure. a lot of uninsured drivers or underinsured. If people don't have enough insurance, it, it, it kicks into place. Okay. So uninsured motorist insurance for anyone who didn't hear that. And how much on average, and you may not 
be able to say this, but how much on average does that add to your bill? Like if I'm paying a hundred bucks a month for my car insurance, is it adding an extra $50, $10? What percentage wise does it look like? It, it is not a high ticket item to add. It's not, it's not, um, it, what I usually say is the cheapest thing. And when you consider what it does for you, it's, it's a great value. I can't give you a specific number because yeah. everyone's risk is different. Every state is different. Sure. In Louisiana, we have some of the highest insurance rates. Michigan, another high insurance rate. Florida, high hmm. insurance. Um, but it's whatever it is, is the only thing that will protect you physically. And it covers you. It could cover your medical bills. It could cover your lost wages if you're away from work. Cover your pain and suffering. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So let's run through a scenario, and um, I'm going to use a a made up person because I don't want to jinx myself here. So so let's say someone named Johnny is running. He's doing his long run, and he's crossing the street. Someone doesn't see him and hits him. Uh, is Johnny going to need to, you know, pay a deductible? And then, uh, and I'm sure every plan is different. And, and then it kicks in, or does this kind of take care of him from from the first minute of it? Well, Johnny, Johnny's probably going to get an ambulance and then the ambulance is going to cost anywhere from $1,500 to $2,500. Wow. Then he's going to go to an emergency room and the emergency room is going to cost five, five, $6,000. And then Johnny probably needs surgery and that could cost thirty to $50,000. And then Johnny's out of work for six weeks, depending on what Johnny makes, that could be another ten grand. Right. It could be five, 10 grand, whatever. Yeah. So Johnny, Johnny has to eat that. Hopefully Johnny has good health insurance. Okay. So, um, if, if, if the car hits him and only has $15,000 of insurance, well, that's gone before he leaves the emergency room. Hmm. So his uninsured motorist would then step in on top of that because it's an underinsured claim and pay money to help him recover and, and get whole. Um, and, and look, I'm not, this is not pie in the sky, uh, hypothetical. I have cases, uh, in my office right now where that exact scenario happened. One was a, a friend of mine who was a cyclist. He's in a roundabout, a car hits him and, and the car takes off. Oof. Does it, I, I don't know if it was a blatant hit, an intentional hit and run, or didn't even realize they hit him. Yeah. Tore it, tore his hip. He had to cancel his race. He's out of his $5,000 entrance fee, his plane ticket, his Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's away from work. He breaks his hand. It all costs money. So yeah. we were able to get him a good recovery because he actually had uninsured motorist coverage. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, gonna... You started, you, 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 you twisted the top on this, on this, uh, you twisted the top, man. I could go on for forever <laughs> when it comes to this. I'll nerd out on, on law, man. I, I don't well, know if that's what your uh, listeners want to hear, well, but I'll bring it. It's it's important because nobody talks about this thing. I didn't know that, right? And I I I follow you on social, so I I lie. I did know that because you talk about it. But but you've created a sense of urgency now that I'm talking to you. And Insur um, some insurance agents don't know it. Yeah, I, I know. I've talked to insurance agents, and they were like, "No, it doesn't." I was like, "Look it up," and they'll call me and they'll say, "Yeah, you're right. I can't believe that." Yeah. Well, and I I do a fair amount of um, triathlons now. And, and the bike piece really worries me. Running, I feel like 
I mean, there have been some close calls. You're absolutely right. And, and, but for the most part, I'm in control. I, if, as long as I'm super defensive uh, on my runs, I can, I can usually kind of anticipate if someone's going to not pay attention. But on a bike, you have no control, zero control. You're, you're riding down the road with the cars and someone's drunk or somebody is texting and they, they can, they can hit you or, or someone's a landscaper with all kinds of stuff hanging out of their trailer and, you know, can, hit you while you're on your bike and and so that's why i try to go out early in the morning but even still there's not a, a perfect science to avoiding yeah that. Harris, I, I couldn't agree more harrison I, I a couple people have asked me to do iron man and and my response is look i love to swim i enjoy biking but i'm a personal injury lawyer i see how many bike wrecks yeah occur i see people everyone that i and, and when i'm running I, I see a lot of heads down texting yeah and at least at least you're running against traffic and, and you can see a problem before it's on you. You can always jump out the way in a ditch or something out the way. Uh, biking, you really don't have that same benefit. And so there's a lot more cycling wrecks, I would imagine, than pedestrian sure. um, issues. Yeah. Now, you're in Louisiana, so if someone were to get injured, you can only help people in your state. Is that correct? Have them call me. I have... I, gone to a lot of conferences and I met a lot of great lawyers. So even though I can only practice in Louisiana, I can certainly help people and point them in the right direction. Sure. And then for our listeners outside of the U.S., because we have a fair amount of of people who listen from uh, Canada, U.K. and and, um, Australia, New Zealand, what would you recommend for them? Because I'm sure every country is different. I would recommend that they contact their insurance agent the person who sells them insurance and say, look, I heard on this podcast that there potentially could be some coverage that covers me when I'm, when I'm running or cycling, do we have the equivalent here? And is it on my policy? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. Any other, I guess, tips regarding the insurance thing being injured, uh, running defensively, all that kind of stuff. No, I think that's that's the the main thing is is you know be smart. Like, don't being a personal injury lawyer, I see I, I question everything and everyone because I've seen the worst of the worst. So, don't assume that people are going to follow the rules of the road. Mm. The statistics are staggering: the number of pedestrian deaths and cyclist deaths. You really have to be, you have to keep your head on a swivel. You have to make good decisions. Don't assume that people will follow the rules of the road because that's just not accurate. That's not what the statistics say. That's not what I've seen in my own experience. Yeah. So be mindful of that all the time. Good. Okay. I mean, again, I talk about having attorneys close to me, but they tell me the same thing, but regarding life in general. Like, you, unfortunately, we live in a world where you just can't trust that people will do the right thing you know (laughs) and it sounds like it applies here um with people you know while you running would say to yourself oh there's a runner on the side of the road i would always give them more room not everybody thinks that way right (laughs) so not not everyone thinks that way and 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 texting well there's a lot of impaired driving and and impaired can mean alcohol but it could also mean prescription drugs it can mean over-the-counter mm-hmm. drugs mm-hmm. and and i think your your criminal defense 
lawyer buddies would agree because I've done my fair share of criminal defense work and, and those numbers are pretty staggering too. But yeah. really texting and driving has become a, a big problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's not just texting, it's looking down at the map. It's, it's, it's changing music on, on, uh, on the device. It's a lot, it's kids in the backseat. It's a dog in the backseat. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of problems and people, we're so busy nowadays. We, we all have a million obligations and we're all trying to get to where we're going as, as fast as possible while doing something else. Yeah. That's the thing I love about podcasts. You, you press play and you don't have to touch your phone. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Podcasts have, have provide. Honestly, I don't know that I would continue being a marathon runner if it weren't for podcasts. I, it's my time to kind of be on my own, listen, enjoy the presence of someone else in, in essence. Right. So, hey. yeah, I, I would, do, when you, when you run, do you leave both earbuds in or do you have, or is it on transparency or how do you, how do you run? Well, so I'm a big fan of aftershocks. They used to be a, a sponsor of the podcast. They're not anymore, but, but I still promote them because I don't, have you ever used uh, shocks or aftershocks? I think they changed their name to shock. I've, I've read about it and I understand the, the, the principle. Yeah. I, in fact, I was wearing them in New York. And so, so they, they do bone conduction technology, which means they're not actually in your ears. They're outside of your ears. The, the sound quality is not going to be as great as like a pair of AirPods. Um, but they're perfect for a race day or, or long runs because you can hear all your surroundings perfectly because your ear, ears are wide open. And, um, but you also kind of get the bonus of that background noise of a podcast or music or whatever. The downside is something like, in New York City, if you're running through these these tunnels of people cheering, you'll never hear the music because they're not uh. <laughs> they're not loud enough, right? Like, so so they, there's pros and cons. Some people don't like running with them if like they're running on a highway with lots of road noise because you'll just you'll never hear the music. So you you kind of do need to be in a quiet place. Funny enough, they come with a pair of when you buy them, they come with a pair of earplugs. So like if you were to go to the gym, you could put in or you're on an airplane, you could put in the earplugs. And then wear these, and then you would be able to he hear it a lot better because it kind of reverberates through your skull, I guess, rather than um, through your ears. So, anyways, that's a little little bit of a tangent on. on I, those. I think we need to get aftershock back on the podcast. I know, seriously. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but, look, but I, I think when when I run in groups, that's why I enjoy running in groups. I don't have any type of mm -hmm. ear pod in when I'm running because we're just talking the entire time. Plus, it creates that 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 bigness. Three, two or three or four people running together is more visible than just one person, and so cars can see you much further away, yeah. and and usually start making a move around you. Um, so that's that's really why I like early morning runs, long runs. I like running in a group. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on going to find? a running path, maybe it's near you, but that's a little more secluded. And, and I'll give you an example where I live uh, in Arizona here, there's uh, canals. And the, so the canals kind of run between streets and, and every mile or so you do have to cross the street. But, but when you're on the canals, there's no cars, you'll get other runners, you'll get other cyclists. And so that's, that's really great. And that's where I do all of my long runs um, but unfortunately, I've been in areas where you just don't have that luxury and it's just city streets and um, 
you know, I, I would like to think that most cities have a park you can get to, like in New York, you go to Central Park. Um, but, you know, would you would you recommend getting off the main streets, going out, finding a park or finding a place to run? If it's possible, absolutely. We don't have that. Um, we have a few parks and it's probably a mile and a half, two miles worth of running. And it's tough to make 10 loops yeah. of a two of a two mile track. So we do run on streets, but the way we get around it is we wear very uh, highly visible clothing, mm-hmm. maybe a light and we run super early in the morning. Yeah. So there's really not, if you run in Sunday morning at 5am, 6am, there's not going to be much traffic and yeah. you can see it coming from miles away and, and start making some maneuvers. Sure. Well, while we're talking running safety, you know, um, there was that young woman who died not too long ago, um, kidnapped and, and all of that while running. And I think it's become a, a topic that that has become more prevalent over, you know, the, the last few years. Do you have any other and I know, I know you're not like a running safety specialist here, but since we're <laughs> talking about it, I mean, and, and since you're talking to people all day long, like, do you do you have any other advice for people, you know, who who run on their own, who are maybe a little bit more vulnerable to some type of attack. I, I, this, this may not be a politically popular opinion, but I would not allow my wife to run by herself at five in the morning. Mm. I just wouldn't do it. She's, she's vulnerable because she's 110 pounds. So that is, that is hard for me. Now, when that happened, I actually posted about it on my social media Chaz Roberts Law uh, on Instagram, and I gave away uh, a bunch of pepper spray, uh, running pepper spray canisters cool. to female runners. So what I would do is I'd have my phone handy. I would have I'd make myself as big as possible, and I would have a runner's pepper spray, and you could get those on Amazon. Mm. You have to have something that makes you um, that. You do, you do not want to be a soft target. So if you're very confident and, you, and you're confident because you have a pepper spray in your hand and your phone nearby, that's going to help. Yeah. You should also have other people, you know, around knowing that you're going on that run, knowing your track. So I, I, I don't think, look, I'm, I'm a 200-pound male and there's been times when I've, I've been running and I was like, huh, I'm kind of a target here at this point. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe for, maybe not for abduction, but certainly burglary. Right. Sure. So I, I don't, I don't think that you should put yourself in bad positions early in the morning in unfamiliar territory uh, or, or, or areas that are not safe. Yeah. For the sake of running. I think you can, I'd, I'd much rather see you be on a treadmill or wait till there's some daylight. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's really solid advice. And I, and I know what you say may not be politically popular. And, and so some people will, will have that opinion, just knowing, knowing how many diverse um, opinions there are. Some people will agree with you, regardless of, of what people believe about your statement there. You know, there, there are, are, like you talked about pepper spray I don't know. I, and I don't endorse any specific products, but to my knowledge, there's, there's, so there's a Instagram account that I follow called go guarded. So it's go underscore 
G-U-A-R-D-E-D. And they've got a line of self-defense products, like little handheld knives that you can carry with you. I think it probably depends on the country and the state that you live in. I know I lived in uh, Massachusetts and I, I think mace or pepper spray, one of those was illegal. And so, you know, certain states, certain things are going to be, you, you want to check with with what the laws are where you live. But um, yeah, they, they have these slick little, it kind of loops around your finger. So it almost looks like a little, I don't know, like a little finger sleeve and it's covered by rubber, but underneath it is a knife. And, you know, that, that could be super helpful. So I, I like the knife. I really do. I, the reason I like pepper spray is because it probably, you can probably spray six to eight feet away. Oh, wow. So you start spraying pepper spray and uh, perpetrators want easy targets. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're creating a mist of pepper spray, that person's going to think twice because they don't want any, any pain whatsoever. They want, they want ease. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I kind of lean to the pepper spray, but I don't, you're, you're right. I don't know the laws and in, in all your different areas of, of yeah. listeners. Um, and you know, sometimes I say unpopular things, but if a person thinks, if one person thinks twice before doing it and, and could avoid, uh, being a victim, then it's worth it. You know, it's, it's just one person's opinion and you can, you can take your life in your own hands, but it, it should at least be thought about. Yeah seriously and you can still make your decision to do what you want but at least you you can, can think about that there are bad people out there and that might not be the safest decision you yeah. can make well and 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 you talked about it earlier but you talked about statistics right and um, people who are smaller lighter um, I would venture to say females probably statistically and and again I, I haven't researched this but but you've probably seen it more in your field are more likely to be targets than, you know, to your point, a, a 200 pound man. Um, so I, I think this is a great discussion. I, I, I hope that it gets people thinking twice about their safety. Um, one more product that I've used in the past, again, not, not something that sponsors the podcast here, but it's called Knox gear N O X gear. And, and they, they've got these, and I wear these to this day, if I'm running in the dark, real bright, uh, almost like, like strobe lights that kind of go around your, it's a little vest kind of thing that you wear. And, and that's been, that's been great for me has helped with some close calls in the past as well. So you, you just don't want to give the appearance of a soft target. So if you're right. wearing, if you're wearing runner's gear and you have nothing in your hands and you're 110 pounds, there's nothing that would make a perpetrator think that this person is a potential threat to me. Yep. Right. So it's it's all about how can you create that uh, illusion or at least perception that there may be some consequences to that action. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, solid. Well, but Jeff, I'm not a I'm not a runner safety guy, but that's just my two cents. Man. No, for sure. <laughs> but you also see the stuff all day long, right? So you would know better than than I think most people. And we'll we'll maybe have a runner safety expert on the pod someday, but. Um, hey, if people want to find you, if they want to learn from your podcast, I know I've learned a few things. Um, how do they find you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm Chaz Roberts Law on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you can find me. I post a ton of useful and helpful content, um, all areas of the law, not just personal injury. And I also have a podcast. You actually inspired me to uh, 
take the next steps and start my podcast. Good. It's called it's called Law Have Mercy, and that's on all the platforms. I I, I love that name um, for people outside of because I obviously get the pun. Uh, <laughs> for people who are not going to understand that, what does that what does that name mean? It's it's kind of like Lord have mercy, which is like a uh, a slang way of saying Lord have mercy, which is uh, something. It's, it's just an expression, and uh, the D was already taken, so I just kept law have mercy, and it, it didn't fit with the theme. So it's a beautiful um, name. A lot of people like it. I, I didn't. I didn't realize what I had when I until until I posted it out there, and people were like, "Man, I love the name." Yeah, it, I mean, it's a very southern thing. I've, I haven't spent a lot of time in the South, uh, where I. So I'm in Arizona, which is not considered the South. It's more considered the West, but. Um, but yeah, you, people don't say that here. But where you live, I'm sure that's like an everyday name or saying. It's it's an everyday thing, man. It's uh, well, we if you, we need to get you back to the south, man. Well, I, yeah, like I was saying, I'm I'm going this. I'm going on on Monday uh, for a conference, but I'm going to to uh, New Orleans. So, oh, awesome. Um, so yeah, if you're if you happen to be in New Orleans early next week, give me a, give me a holler. Um, and and uh, as far as your podcast, who who is the typical listener? I mean, is this just everyday people who want to learn more about the law or is this other attorneys? Like, who are you trying to target? I grew up when I, when I was growing up, I met my first lawyer when I was in law school. I, I did not know any lawyers. My family did not have access to lawyers. So the vision of my podcast is to uh, interview lawyers in different areas of the law. We got a family lawyer and a medical malpractice lawyer got a business lawyer and I ask them questions that a potential client would ask of them. So it's like a free consultation. So my listeners are anyone who has a legal question or interested in answering some of their legal questions. That's awesome. I'm going to tune in and everybody else should tune in too. So listen to this, listen to the whole thing so you can get all the, the value out of uh, Chaz's words and then go tune in and subscribe to his podcast. Appreciate that, man. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you joining. Thanks for all your uh, words of wisdom. Thank you, man. Um, Keep up the good work on the podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. Thanks for having me. Sounds good. Will do. Thank you. All right. Bye, bud. See ya. Hey, real quick before you go, I'm still taking on a few athletes who want to train with a coach. So if you're looking to run your first half or your first marathon, uh, reach out to me on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. Look forward to hearing from you. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.